60 years strong. Since 1957, serving homeowners in the Fort Wayne area. And Brockman's has the most experienced techs to help you decide if you should repair or replace your unit. 423-4331. Call your independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer. Brockman's Heating and Air Conditioning. On time, done right, or it's free. 423-4331. Broadcasting live from the Masters Heating and Cooling Studios, this is WKJG 1380 AM, 100.9 FM, Fort Wayne, Indiana, The Fan. This is an exclusive presentation of high school sports on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. This is the High School Coaches Show. Here's your host, Justin Kenny. Welcome in, everyone, to the High School Coaches Show. I am Justin Kenny here on another Thursday evening talking area high school basketball for the next 60 minutes and plenty to get to. Of course, uh, the final week of the regular season on the girls' basketball side is this week. Sectional play beginning next week. We're going to talk to Garrett coach Bob Lapidot about girls' basketball and his team's chances as they prep for the postseason. We'll also talk to Ed Bentley, head coach of the Eastside Blazers. His team last Friday got a huge conference win over Central Noble in a battle of undefeated, or excuse me, a battle of uh, an undefeated Central Noble team and a one-loss Eastside team. Their one loss had come to Central Noble in the NECC Tournament Championship. But Eastside was able to avenge that loss and get a big win. We'll talk to Coach Bentley about that and the rest of the NECC, and we're going to we'll also talk to Bryce Vance, our friend from KPC Media Group at the bottom of the hour to break down the latest in the NECC and the Northeast 8. But we're going to start off right now with Norwell head coach Mike McBride, who joins us right now on the line. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Coach, and, you know, before we uh, before we get into basketball, I know it's been uh, a very difficult, you know, one or two days uh, for your program as, um, you know, Leighton Bailey was, lost his father um, to cancer. A, a little bit on on him because I know he he made a big impact on your program. Yeah, um, you know, Leighton and Cohen, um, both are on our varsity team. One, uh, Leighton's a junior, and then Cohen is a sophomore. Um, and their dad, Cleet Bailey, uh, was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer um, uh, in his liver, and uh, it was very aggressive. And um, it really, really took a toll on him uh, in a short amount of time, within basically a year. And um, you know, Cleet was a was a wonderful man. Um, he was a great man, a great human being, a friend of mine, a friend of many down here in Norwell. Um, uh, you know, he had a huge impact on our on our basketball program uh, with his involvement with our youth kids, uh, with, with the youth program. Um, and, uh, you know, our JV and varsity kids currently, um, he pretty much coached all those kids coming up through um, the elementary and the uh, middle school ages. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, just a... Just a great uh, legacy that he he has left here in our community, and uh, uh, we are we're just uh, truly sad of his passing, and uh, very uh, uh, we're going to miss him obviously, and uh, uh, our our thoughts and prayers continue to stay with with his family right now, and and uh, obviously uh, uh, Leighton and Cohen both are uh, uh, very important uh, members of our team. 
And coach, we, we make so much about the sport, but we know, you know, behind the scenes, it's all about, you know, family and, and togetherness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for this tragedy to happen, you know, how, how, how do you approach it? How, how, how do you deal with it within a team, both in supporting those guys, but also, you know, really trying to get them ready to play a basketball game? Well, it's, um, you know, it's, he, he's, he's been sick for a little while and, and we've been, you know, we've done fundraisers and things and, and to try to help the family and, and him and, and through his, through the, through his battle. And, um, you know, each time we've been able to play, we've been grateful for the opportunity, number one. And, and I think that, uh, we've been able to, to realize that, uh, you know, when, when, when we have people that are close to us and, uh, going through something like this, uh, perspective uh you know becomes very clear um and uh he was a tremendous man of faith um and our our team is has a tremendous amount of faith um and uh uh the entire community is very faith-based down here and so that's certainly uh, uh very important and, it, and it's going to help and and uh and i know that cleat and and uh, the rest of his family and our program would hope that you know other people will maybe uh, seek out uh, more of a faith-based life if they don't have that. So uh, that's certainly something that we would we would want, and I know Cleet would want. But um, you know, as far as managing this, um, there's no there's no blueprint or like book how to handle it. Um, we're we're human, and we're doing the best we can with it. Um, you know, obviously, we did not practice on Wednesday. Um, learning of the news that morning, um, we met with our guys and, and we talked and. And uh, we allowed them to kind of do whatever it was they needed to do um, that day. Um, and then, obviously, Leighton and Cohen have been with their family, and uh, they're they're dealing with what they have to deal with. Um, and uh, whether they're able to play on Saturday or not uh, is unknown at this point in time. Um, and then uh, we will give them whatever amount of space and time they need uh, to be able to uh, to deal with this. And then uh, and the rest of us, we will. Uh, we will have to uh, step up and, and uh, perform, uh, uh, you know, as we move forward. But uh, our faith will help us, and um, we're very close, we're very tight, and um, we will be there for each other. So I think, you know, um, I, don't, I don't really know if we know what we're doing, but we're doing the best we can, and, and we're leaning a lot on the Lord right now. And Leighton and Cohen, both, um, you know, big pieces to what you guys do of course Leighton was a starting quarterback uh for the football team and you know much like Concordia uh that has had an upstart year in the SAC without a single senior on the roster you guys pretty much in the same boat this ultra talented junior class that has uh, been so good for Norwell across the athletic spectrum and not just basketball has been able to uh, to lead you guys on the basketball court and um you know most recently Luke McBride your son going over the thousand point mark so uh, this junior class really special for you guys, and and really has propelled you uh, to you know a 13 and three start. Yeah, um, they 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 have uh, they've been playing varsity level sports for quite a while. Um, you know, we've got a couple of them, uh, Luke Graft and Brody Bowen, that have been playing varsity level baseball as a fresh or varsity level football as a freshman, sophomore, and junior. Obviously, and then uh, Luke McBride and, and Layton um, 
have been playing a lot of minutes at the varsity level and the basketball level at the on our basketball team since they were freshmen and obviously last year's sophomores and then when they were freshmen there was no baseball season that was the year that the COVID shut things down um and so but then as the next the next last season as sophomores you know Bolin and graft and and uh, Layton and Luke uh, all played, all started on our varsity baseball team as sophomores uh, that won the uh, won the regional. So, I mean, when you look at what they've accomplished so far, um, they've won a football sectional championship already. Uh, they've, they've they've won a basketball sectional championship when they were freshmen. They won the, the we won the NEA when they were freshmen in basketball. Um, they've won a baseball sectional championship and a regional. Uh, in their sophomore year. So when you look at what they've already accomplished, it's, it's a tremendous, tremendous accomplishments across the board uh, from Norwell Athletics. I mean, you can go through and, I mean, some people are lucky to win one championship in four years in three sports. And looking at what they've accomplished has just been tremendous already. And and, and obviously they're, they're very hungry. They're a group that's very hungry and, and driven, um, and they're looking for, for opportunities for more success moving forward. Coach Mike McBride, Norwell Knights, joining us here on the High School Coaches Show. And, Coach, we talked before Christmas, and you were really excited about your group uh, just after Christmas going to that Noblesville tournament. And you went and played Lawrence Central and Crown Point and Chesterton. You went two of three uh, there, got two wins over LC and a very good Crown Point team and a Chesterton team in a narrow loss that's now the top team in the AP poll in Class 4A. So, uh, based on that tournament, did you did you get what you wanted to? Because it feels like it's paying off here in January. Yeah, we felt like um, going into that tournament, we felt like we belonged. Um, uh, it's pretty high-level basketball uh, and down around the Indianapolis area, as I, as I know you already know. Um, and uh, I felt like uh, I felt like uh, we we were challenged. Um, I felt like we, even though we didn't win the Leo game, we were right there. Um, it was a great basketball game. Um, I don't know if we don't go to that tournament and play against Lawrence Central. I don't know if we beat New Haven last weekend, um, which I thought was a, another fantastic basketball game. Yeah. And um, and they and they're playing really good basketball right now. Like they're they're playing well. Like their win against Leo was very impressive. Yeah. When you watched it. Um, and then I thought we played very well against them. And they obviously, I didn't see the game, but they obviously played very well. I heard they played very well against Concordia the other night. I didn't get a chance to see the game. But uh, um, so I, I think going down there helped us. Um, we, you know, uh, we learned some things about ourselves. We learned some things about ourselves in the Leo game. Um, and we're getting better at some things. I think our big guys are getting better. Um, I think that's been a big key to our uh, continued success is their improvement. Um, I would say in the last, uh, you know, we're kind of on a five-game win streak, and I think in those last five games, our our four big guys combined have been getting around 15 to 16 points a game, which is really, really good because our our three main guys in Luke, um, Layton, and then Jake Parker are all in double figures, and now – with with our ability to get our our point production up fairly close into the consi- consistent into the 60s um and even pushing towards the 70s um with our defense uh, that makes us a lot a lot more dangerous team i think moving forward um so yeah so i do think it was i think it was very helpful for us to go down there and play um and we and we did we did perform well down there which obviously i think you know makes a difference as well
You know, Coach, a year ago, we saw the potential in your guys. You were young, uh, and we saw it here in, in spurts and fits, but the consistency was missing last year. Mm -hmm. We're seeing consistency out of you guys, you know, a big you know, winning streak in December and now winning five straight. You know, a year older, a year more mature, a year better, but, you know, what are you seeing out of the group this year than, that you didn't see last year in being able to find that consistency and stringing together wins? Yeah, you know, we played six sophomores last year a lot, and obviously they're all back. And, um, you know, last year um, we had some COVID issues right at the beginning of the season, and then we were young, and we got off to a really, really rocky start. Um, and then we – but we slowly kept getting better, and then we were able to win some games. And then um, and then we would play some better teams, and we were able to compete with those better teams and be in the game. Um this year, the biggest difference so far is where last year we we had there were oftentimes last year and even in the sectional final, we led the majority of the game, and it happened in the sectional final last year as well where we lead the majority of the game, and then we just weren't able to finish those games. And then this year, I think the biggest difference is our maturity levels. We understand better shots with the lead. Um, we understand um, the value of the basketball with the lead. Um, and I think uh, we've been able to maintain leads. I don't think we're quite all the way yet where we need to be yet because we haven't quite learned how to sometimes take that 14-point lead and make it to 20 yet. Um, I think that's what the great teams can do. Um, but yet we're able now to maybe maintain that instead of like we may be up 14 we may not lose it like we you know last year we'd be at 14 and it might get all the way back down to three you know or we'd lose the game um and this year we may be up 14 and it may get down to seven but we're able to maintain it and then get it back up to 10 and, and finish it so we're progressing because we're doing a better job of that and understanding that there's more room to grow yet though because eventually i think we can take another step forward um uh, I think our leadership has improved definitely. I think, uh, you know, my son Luke has, has, has made a really good jump in the leadership this year. Um, he showed signs of it last year, but I think this year it, it's, been, it's been very consistent. I've been very pleased with it. Um, and, uh, and then I think, uh, I think that Jake Parker and Leighton Bailey have both elevated their games. And then our, our other guys play their roles really well. So, yeah, so I think that we went through, you know, we went through a learning process last year and a maturing, and now you're seeing the benefits of that. And, but we have to continue to get better. I think that's the important thing is we have to find a way to continue to get better and, and continue to push ourselves so that we don't, we don't have any, um, we don't get a situation where we become inconsistent season but the next couple weeks are going to decide the northeast state and uh, you go to east noble for an afternoon game this saturday and that's an east noble team that uh, may be winless in the northeast state uh, but they're seven and seven and they're no slouch and, and you know throw DeKalb in there another winless team in the northeast state as of now you can't take them for granted either it's a very very competitive league and with three of your next four against league opponents uh, what's it going to take to to get you know some wins and potentially win the conference? Well, yeah, I mean, it, you know, we talked about it at the beginning of the season that the conference is going to be a seven-game grind, um, and we're now four games through that, so now we're down to a three-game grind, so to speak. Um, you know, um, losing to Leo 
that one really stung because you lose to them with the talent they have. You feel like they run the table. You you, you have no shot, you know, at that point in time. Yeah. Because they could go seven and zero. Well, they lose at New Haven, and it, and it was an incredibly great win by New Haven. New Haven deserved a ton of credit. They were very impressive. And now all of a sudden, your your inner your spirits and energy is like it's like the the your you know the wind picks up your sails because now like hey we we're back in this thing potentially if we can beat New Haven and then we do we beat New Haven and um, and it was a great game and we came out on top and so now here we are we we basically have a you know three we basically have a conference championship game on Saturday if we're able to win that. We would have one next week on Thursday against Columbus City. If we were able to win that, we would have one to finish out the conference season. All three teams are very good. Um, all three teams have a lot of talent. So, And the interesting thing is all three of the remaining teams we play are senior heavy. And so that's going to present a tremendous challenge for us. Um, but at the same time, it's a great opportunity for our guys. So we're, so we're, really, we're really thankful to, to be sitting at 3-1 and one right now in the conference. Um, we know we control our own destiny, but we also know that the the remaining opponents are 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 uh, uh, senior heavy and uh, very well coached and uh, uh, very talented. So uh, so we're just trying to take one game at a time and and hopefully uh, hopefully we can get Saturday and and then uh, that will that will keep us tied for first in, in conference. All right, Coach, appreciate you joining us. Thanks for the time, and uh, know that I'm thinking about you guys down in Ossian, buddy. I certainly appreciate that. I uh, appreciate you having me on, and uh, I appreciate the, uh, uh, the the thoughts that you guys have for us. And uh, um, thanks again, and I appreciate the show. Thanks a lot, Coach. Um, bye. That was Coach Mike McBride, head coach of the Norwell Knights. His team 13-3 and and a five-game winning streak. So, but, of course, a lot of the thoughts uh, of this week, at least over the last 24 hours or so, around Crete Bailey, the uh, late father of uh, Leighton, uh, the junior, and Cohen, the sophomore uh, of the Norwell Knights, whose uh, dad passed away yesterday after a year-long bout uh, with cancer. So our best goes out to all of Ossian and the Norwell community uh, in what is most definitely a, a difficult time. For sure. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. Coach Bob Lapidot, Garrett Railroader, girls basketball coach, will join us. We got sectionals to talk about. Postseason begins next week. We'll break it all down when we come back. You're listening to the High School Coaches Show, 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. I love living in a rural community where neighbors help neighbors, even if we don't always agree on sports teams, politics, or the COVID-19 vaccines. We all have our opinions. Getting vaccinated is your choice, and no one can make your mind up for you. Talk to your health care provider about your questions to help make a decision that's right for you. GetVaccineAnswers.org has the latest information to help you decide. A message brought to you by the Ad Council. First Responders Children's Foundation takes care of the children and families the brave ones leave at home. Help us help them. 
These are the beautiful voices of police officers, firefighters, nurses, and teenagers who remind us that we can come together and create harmony and unity. to 24-365 to learn how you can help your first responder community today. Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, dog. You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov. Slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's more from the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back to the High School Coaches Show here on a Thursday evening. I'm Justin Kenny. Coming up tomorrow, it'll be boys basketball here on this very same station. SAC style, the Northrop Bruins and Homestead Spartans. It will be the boys only matchup tomorrow night um, as the Northrop Bruins take on the Homestead Spartans. I believe that game is at Homestead. 7.30 coverage will start-ish uh, pending uh, first game and when that wraps up. So uh, a Northrop Bruins team led by Jalen Jackson. Very good team. Does it have the supporting cast? And uh, I think the very same question for Homestead. You have Fletcher Lawyer, but in terms of a deep run in the postseason, does Homestead have the surrounding secondary scores to help Fletcher Lawyer in what is a very daunting path in Class 4A? For sure. But we got a month or so before we have to talk about uh, boys postseason. But girls postseason basketball begins next week. And we're going to talk about it right now with Bob Lapidot, head coach of the Garrett Railroaders, who joins us right now. Coach, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Not bad, coach. And I understand you're on the road because a, a coach's job never stops. Yeah, you know, the tournament time comes around and you got to prepare for as many different teams as you can. So head out to do that tonight. And coach, you uh, you will await uh, your opponent. You'll have to wait till Friday to to play either Woodland or Angola. Every coach is different. Every team is different. Every year is different. So, are you comfortable with you know having what will effectively be an entire week off? Yeah, with with an older group like we have, I think it's good. You know, the only thing that that you worry about is sickness, um, but. You know, that with nowadays, you, you never know from day to day. But the rest is good. Um, you know, we have a good plan, I think. And once Tuesday comes and you, know, you learn how you play or who you're going to play, I think that really starts to ramp you back up. And, Coach, when you look at it, you guys definitely have been on a run. 22-1 and one this season, lone loss on the road to Noblesville way back in mid-November. And that's a very good Millers team uh, looking down at uh, in the Indianapolis. So, in terms of the run that you guys have been on, you know, what has been the key? I mean, I have to imagine allowing just a touch over 32 points per game is a big part of that. Yeah, absolutely. Our defense has really uh, come through for us in a couple games where we had some trouble scoring. But, you know, really just the balance of our team, different guys 
picking it up every night. We've had, I think, all five players have been our leading scorer at one point, all five starters. And, um, you know, when Taylor Gerke went down in the Warsaw Tournament, I think people really got to see how deep of a team we are. Uh, a lot of people thought we were only five players deep, but now, you know, we're eight, nine deep, and uh, those guys are really contributing. And, Coach, you know, when you look at it, some of your biggest victories have come on the road, and I think that's a testament to you, to your veteran group. You look at uh, being able to go to Belmont in a key mid-December game that probably, you know, flew under the radar for a lot of people. That was a big one on the road. Being able to go, uh, you know, a day before New Year's Eve to Warsaw and beat a good Tigers team with Coach Lenny Krebs, and they're playing really good basketball. So, you know, that's going to help you, of course, when you get into the postseason, going to Woodland for the sectional, and, of course, beyond. Yeah, it does. I mean, and that's what we tried to do this year as much as we could is to get our schedule to get us ready for the postseason, knowing that we most likely weren't going to host the sectional since we did last year, trying to play teams. You said you mentioned Noblesville and, of course, a tough 4A team in Kokomo in that first game at Warsaw. And in this group, like you said, they know what to do. It's not really a big deal to them. And um, they just want to go play. And it doesn't matter who and it doesn't matter where. And and that's something you develop over time, and, and these kids have really learned to just focus on what they can control and not worry about the other thing. Coach, you mentioned uh, Taylor Gerke, you know, being sidelined uh, for a couple weeks. What is her, uh, you know, status right now? Could we see her in the postseason? She's working real hard to, to, so that you can. Uh, it's just a day-by-day thing, you know. Um, it just amazes me that, that kids are doing this these days with, with torn ACLs and, and busted up knees that, that they can even think about coming back and playing. And so she's working as hard as she can work, doing everything and a little bit more to get ready. And, you know, another bonus of our draw is that it does give her an extra week, essentially, to continue to rehab and, and feel confident uh, in that knee. Coach Bob Lapidot, Garrett Railroaders joining us here, talking some girls basketball. And, Coach, with Gerke out, you mentioned teams being able to see you and not being just a five-deep team. So who's been able to step up in Taylor's absence? Well, off the bench, uh, you know, McKenna Malcolm, Abby Weaver, and Caitlin Bergman have really come in and, and done a great job for us. Uh, you know, Abby's a defensive presence in the post, which frees Morgan up a little bit to get away from some double teams. And McKenna and Caitlin have done a good job, and, and they've scored about six, seven points a game for us and, and really given us a big boost. I mean, Caitlin got us started in the Warsaw game with a couple threes, and McKenna came in when we were behind and hit two threes. So, you know, off the bench, they've really picked it up. And then, you know, scoring-wise, Natalie Armstrong has picked up a, a huge part of that scoring. Um, she was the MVP of that Warsaw tournament. And then, you know, Faith and Bailey and uh, Morgan have done everything that they could do to help fill in as well. You know, I think, Coach, the, the beauty of, of your group this year, and I've seen it a couple times most recently in the championship game of the NECC tournament against Angola, was that, you know, if you have somebody that's off a particular night, there's somebody else that can pick them up. If Bailey's off, then Morgan can pick it up. If Morgan's off, then Natalie can pick it up. Natalie off, Faith can pick it up. It, You know, you want everybody firing on all cylinders all the time, but, of course, that's not realistic. So the depth that you have of girls that can step up in big moments is very impressive. It is, and it's huge for us. It's exactly what you said. The other night at Fremont, Bailey and Morgan 
hardly got to play. They were in so much foul trouble. And and then Natalie picked it up, and, and she was our leading scorer. And, uh, you know, Faith hit a couple big shots for us and did some things that she doesn't normally do. She drove the ball. She ran to the block and, and got a layup. And so just their ability to adapt to the moment, to understand the game and understand who is struggling and, and also to understand who's hot and make sure that we get those people the ball and do the little things that it takes for them to score when they do have the hot hand. Coach, when you look at the way the sectional lays out, uh, there's some impressive teams in there, but you've played Angola, you play Woodland, you know, you look at DeWanger in there, uh, you know, Leo and Concordia. In terms of familiarity with those teams, it feels like, you know, you guys are in pretty good shape. Yeah, as far as that goes, I feel like, you know, we would know what we're going to face with each team. Of course, you know, I think Angola, being Angola, and as much as they've won it, and Woodland with as fantastic a year as they've had, you know, people probably look a lot at them. And so, you know, for us to get to play them, to have a couple days of preparation uh, is kind of a good thing for us. You don't have to just, you know, everybody wants to hold play in the championship. Well, you know, you get a Saturday morning to prepare in that case. And this way you get a couple days and, and make sure that you kind of fine-tune things. But, you know, Woodland, we played them first game of the season. So you can almost throw that out as far as, you know, what they're – they've become as a team over the season coach you've been around a minute it's uh i think it's your 11th year uh with garrett and you've played in a couple regionals and and while we're not going to look ahead in terms of opponents i do want to look ahead in terms of format with the regional and you mentioned just how experienced your team is and how much does that matter on regional saturday and i know you know these girls play a lot of games in one day with aau and stuff but it's not regional saturday And, and how much does it matter, you know, having a team that's that's a veteran and, and a lot of these girls played in 20, uh, 2021 in the regional? How much does that help? Oh, it helps a lot. Ahead, but but in a way, you do have to look ahead and you do have to, to have plans and, and get things around. And I think, you know, and we talked about in the Warsaw Tournament, kind of a regional format. And so, again, trying to put ourselves in those positions to bring back those memories from that team two years ago and what went well and what didn't and uh, try to make those tweaks. So, you know, little things that that coaches have to do and coaching staffs have to do and planning those things out and trying to put the kids in the best, uh, best possible situation they can be to be successful. In terms of, of sectional week and getting to a sectional championship and winning a sectional title, I mean, what's it come down to for a coach in terms of preparation for next week? Well, it's a lot easier when you get the bye. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. You know, you kind of start on, on the first two teams, and then um, you just you'll go from there on Tuesday. But with your with your team, you just got to try to stay in the moment. You can't you can't look ahead. You can't think ahead. And I thought we did a good job. You know, last year with that pending game of Angola in the championship, I thought they did a really good job with Leo and Woodland of of staying focused and staying in the moment and playing those games very well. So, um, again, this year, that's that's what our focus will be. As soon as we know our opponent, 100% on them. And then, like I said, that's why you just get a Saturday morning to prepare for that championship game, and um, and, and then you got to be ready. All right, Coach. Hey, appreciate you taking the time while you're on the road to talk to us. Thanks a lot. Uh, you got one more game coming up against Lakeland coming up tomorrow night to cap the uh, – 
the regular season before the postseason begins next week. So uh, get a, get another one, win number 23 tomorrow, and good luck next week. All right, we'll do our best. Thanks a lot for having me on. Thanks, Coach. That was Coach Bob Lapidot, Garrett Railroaders, joining us. He is 174 and 78 and 11 seasons with the Railroaders. His team 22 and 1 right now here in the regular season with a single game remaining. The Railroaders enter the week, the second-ranked team in Class 1, 3A, excuse me, only behind South Bend, Washington at 20 and 2. Of course, a a very fa fascinating potential regional we could have in 3A because you look at the poll and you have number two, Garrett. You have number five, Norwell. You have number six, Jay County. And they're all in different sectionals. So they could conceivably all meet up in what will be a very, very exciting regional. Most definitely. So a lot to watch in Class 3A in the north over the next couple of weeks to see just exactly how that regional shapes up. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk to Bryce Vance, KPC Media Group, when we come back. Talking more basketball here on the High School Coaches Show, 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of NCAA basketball. ACC rivals collide in Louisville as the Cardinals host the ninth-ranked Duke Blue Devils. Hyatt's Greg Daniels join Mike Wozniak and me for all the action as Wendell Moore Jr. and Duke face a tough road test. Can Noah Locke and the Louisville Cardinals defend home court against their conference foes? We'll find out. It's number nine Duke and Louisville. If it's NCAA basketball, it's right here. On Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Here's your 1380 The Fan Game Day forecast. Hi, Mac. Weather's Holly Holdren. The day started with a flurry, mostly cloudy and breezy today. High 29. Snow shower tonight, low 12. Tomorrow, cloudy in the morning, partly cloudy in the afternoon. High 16. Then low tomorrow night, two below zero. This is 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Fort Wayne Sports Station. Dan Patrick at 9 a.m. Colin Cowherd at noon. Stream us live at 1380thefan.com or download our new app. I'm just texting him back. I'm just posting a story. I'm just changing the song. I'm just... No. When it comes to distracted driving, just don't. Sending a text takes your eyes off the road for just five seconds, but in that time, your car can travel the length of an entire football field. Any distracted driving just isn't worth it. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Now back to the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back, everyone, to the High School Coaches Show. I'm Justin Kenny here till the top of the hour, talking area high school basketball. And he usually kicks off the show, but he got demoted to the bottom of the hour this week. It's our friend Bryce Vance from KPC Media Group. Bryce, how are you? I'm good. The extra half hour allowed me to get some coffee and some dinner. So I'm I'm fed, I'm hydrated, I'm caffeinated, so I'm I'm ready to go. Excellent. So you'll bring your A game. One of us has to here on this production. That's true. Hope more more you than me. <laughs> that's that's bad. That's scary for everybody if that's the case. But uh yeah. Uh, you know, sectional draw last Sunday, um, it's always a point of contention, seeding, not seeding, but what did you take out of the quote-unquote blind draw out of last Sunday? 
You know, I felt like a, a couple of teams got a really favorable draw. Um, I think, you know, first comes to mind is uh, East Side um, at the Bluffton sectional. I thought they had a really uh, nice draw. They uh, have an easier path than, you know, the other two contenders of that sectional, South Adams and Central Noble, who faced off against each other in the first round on Wednesday. Uh, but East Side looks like it has a, a easier path, a less difficult path to the championship game. Um, and I know that that has to have them excited for potential for a, a sectional championship. I thought, I thought the one out at Woodland is an interesting draw. I mean, I know we're going to get a, a semifinal of, of Garrett versus either Woodland or Angola, um, and, and you would hope that maybe one of those matchups would be in a championship game. But um, as we know, it's it, the sectional draw has not been been that kind. But overall, I think it you know with. Fairfield um, getting a decent draw up there at their home um, uh, sectional. I think they should do well, even though they're you know down one of their key players in Brooks Sanchez. But I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule out either Bremen or Prairie Heights to, to give them a run for their money with them being down Sanchez. So um, I think it was a decent enough draw for the Falcons as well. Bryce, you mentioned Garrett versus either Woodland or Angola. Garrett, you know, probably still wants to to beat Angola again to avenge that loss last year in the postseason. But, you know, when you look at a potential Garrett and Woodland matchup, that was a 31-point victory uh, for uh, when you look at what uh, Garrett was able to do to Woodland to start the season. But as Coach Bob Lapidot mentioned a little bit earlier, first game of the season, a lot changes between the middle of November and early February. So not saying that Woodland can knock off Garrett, but could, could, that, could that potentially be a game that maybe the Railroaders are looking past considering the result in the regular season? I don't necessarily think they'd be looking past um, Woodland, um, but I think it would be a, a much closer game this time around if it were, in fact, those two teams to meet up in the semifinal. I think what Woodland has done, is, as you've seen some of the wins that they've been able to pick up over the course of the season, and most recently you know, beating a South Adams team that, that's pretty good, a, uh, uh, and beat them, beat them twice, including in the ACAC tournament. Um, so, and they beat Angola once already um, by five earlier this season. So I think... And, you know, even some of their losses outside of the Garrett loss haven't been by that much and have, you know, competed with some of the, the better teams in the area. And I think, you know, Coach Cobb has done a, a great job out of Woodland. And I, I kind of saw this with this team last year, that they had some talent, uh, but they were, you know, very inexperienced. And, you know, coming right out of the shoot, maybe you didn't know how this year was going to go, but they've been able to, I think, be and show some growth and improvement over the course of the season. And then that, you know, the old cliche that they're, you know, Speaking at the right time, they're a different team than than they were at the beginning of the season, and I think that's definitely true. Um, and you guys remember, at that time, Garrett was you know at 100%, um, and they may may not be even if Gerke comes back. You don't know what type of impact she's going to have, so um, it could be a different game um, come semifinal round. Bryce, looking at teams in the Northeast Eight on the girls' side, and and what awaits them next week? You have Columbia City. And a lot of people pointing to potentially Columbia City Homestead matchup. You throw a 17 and four Huntington North team in that field as well. So could be an entertaining week out at Huntington North next week. I expect it to be an entertaining week. Um, I, I think we, you and I talked about you know Columbia City, you know last week as as being a team that could knock off Homestead um, in that sectional. Um, even though you know Columbia City's kind of 
you know, struggled here down the stretch, picking up a, a couple of losses, you know, after such a, a great start being unbeaten for, you know, the majority of the season. But I, I still think they're a quality enough team to challenge Homestead, make it a game and not, you know, just get blown out by 20 points like some other teams in the area or some of the other teams in this sectional might do. I think Huntington North is, is probably still a year away um, as this roster is, is very young with a lot of sophomores and freshmen that are, that are very talented and have helped this team become a 17-win uh, team to this point. And, again, I think they could, you know, give a challenge to um, Homestead, you know, in, or Columbia City in the title game, whoever they face. I think they'll probably get there. Um, but I think it'll definitely be um, a, a challenging um, sectional for Homestead. I don't think it's a, it's a runaway um, as it has been in years past. Um, if, you know, they face the likes of, of Southside, who's down this year. I think there's going to be a couple of teams that could get in their way and, and give them a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously on paper, Homestead's the number one team in the area. But yeah. you look at a Huntington North team that beat Columbia City a couple weeks ago. And that was a big win for them. In fact, it was the first loss for the Eagles of the season. Um, right. And then Huntington North played Homestead tough in late November, only an eight-point loss, held Homestead to 43 points. So, and, and Columbia City and Homestead did not play in the regular season. And with the yeah. aggressive man defense that Columbia City plays, I mean, you know, potentially they could frustrate the shooters for Homestead. So... I, I really feel like, you know, I you can make a case for Ho Huntington North or Columbia City if things fall right to, to maybe at, at the very least push Homestead late into the fourth quarter. Yeah, and, and I think that's what we all hope for. I mean, if, if you're, you're a Homestead fan, obviously you want them to just go out there and dominate like they potentially could. But if you're just a, a casual fan... Um, going into this, wanting to go see some good basketball. That's what you're you're hoping for. You're hoping to see, you know, a couple of quality games in the semifinals and, and in the finals, and I think you can't expect that with these type of teams and the way that they play and the young talent that they have um, and, you know, how they've, you know, competed against some of the likes of some of the better teams in the area and have performed very well that they could definitely give Homestead a challenge, and it's and it's not going to be like I said, it's not going to be a runaway for Homestead. They're actually going to have to, you know, put forth some put forth some effort and actually, you know, have to go out there and, and earn it and not just you know walk through it. That maybe and maybe at the beginning of the season, you know, you saw Southside is going to be down. You know what you had in in Wayne um, and New Haven, um, and you felt like maybe this is going to be a runaway for Homestead. When and in fact, as we get towards the actual play of the sectional that it's going to be a, a challenging and maybe what we thought at the beginning of the year. Bryce, when we look at the boys' side of things in the Northeast Corner Conference, uh, East Side being able to get that win over Central Noble last Friday was big. Connor Asijian missing the uh, the majority of that game. Does that take away anything from what East Side did? Because we're going to have Coach Ed Bentley on here in just a few minutes. Um, you know. A win is a win, but at the same time, is it kind of a hollow victory? I don't think it's a hollow victory. I mean, before Asijian went out, I think he was had five points. He finished five points in the game. He didn't have a great shooting night. Um, I think if if Asijian is in that in, in the final, you know, third quarter and fourth quarter at full strength, I think it might be a closer game. But I think the way that East Side was was playing um, and how they were defending um, and you know not not playing you know, a stall ball 
they're playing a stall ball type of, of game, you know, trying to work the ball. And that's what they're trying to do in the NACC championship game, trying to work the ball, work the clock, um, and get a good shot off. Um, and I think that benefited this time around. Uh, I think Central Noble had, you know, not so great shooting night. They, you know, Lemon, Connor Lemon wasn't able to get going. Brian Schroeder wasn't able to get going until late. Uh, they played really good defense on Logan Gard, and he do- didn't allow him to dominate inside. I think Eastside has the, the pieces to, you know, possibly replicate that in a sectional setting, um, and I think they do deserve a lot of credit for, for beating Central Noble, even without, you know, Connor Season for playing in that second half. Um, and I know a lot of people have, you know, tried to say, well, if it's if Eastside is healthy, I think that it's a different if a di- different story, and it is. But I think it's it's going to be a lot closer than that 18 point victory that they had in the, the NECC tournament championship. Bryce, let's take a quick look at the Northeast State on the boys' side, and we're going to settle this thing over the next couple weeks with uh, various amounts of uh, conference matchups. And you have Norwell, Columbia City, and New Haven all atop the conference at three and one. You have Leo two and one, Huntington North at two and two. You know, so I, I feel like we, we it's cliche, but, you know, anything can happen in this league. You know, you have East Noble hosting uh, Norwell on Saturday, and, you know, it's not out of the realm of game. And, and you know, with the dominoes we've seen fall with New Haven, you know, knocking off Leo and, and then losing to Norwell and then Norwell doing so well and, and, and playing some good basketball, you, you don't really know where this league is going to go. So in terms of what you've seen, you know, who would you say is in the driver's seat right now with three league games to go for the majority of the conference? I think I think we're probably going to end up with a you know tie of some sorts. I'm I'm headed out to East Noble at Leo tonight, um, so I'll, I'll get a really good look at, at Leo uh, this evening. But I think Leo still has the potential to you know finish the the rest of their conference slate. Um, un, unbeaten, even though they do, you know, have the one, they'll just finish with one loss. I think they still have that potential too. Um, I, I will see with Norwell this weekend um, against East Noble. Um, we'll see how, how the game uh, changes um, as we head closer into that game. Um, and I, But I think East Noble could give them a game regardless. I think East Noble could give Leo a game uh, tonight with the matchup inside with Chris Hood against Caden and Montrager. I'm really interested to see how that could go, um, but I, I don't want to discount the fact for New Haven as well uh, with the type of, of talent that they have. I think that they can, you know, as long as they're, you know, on each night that they play, I think that they can beat anybody in the league um, and could be standing on top at, at the very end. I think, as we've talked about numerous amount of times, this team is, is very deep um, and a team that are, you know, on a similar level, and, and it could be anybody's night any given night. Bryce, always a pleasure. You be safe out there heading to that game this evening. And we're going to talk to uh, to Eastside coach Ed, Ed Bentley after the break. So we'll see what he has to say about the NECC race. Well, I hope he has some great things to say for you. I'm, I'm hoping so, because Lord knows I do not. <laughs> Alrighty, Jeff. Appreciate it, buddy. I'll t- call, talk to you next week. All right. Sounds good. Ben. That was Bryce Vance, KPC Media Group, joining us as he does here each and every week on the High School Coaches Show. We're going to take a short break, come back for the final time on a Thursday evening. We'll talk to Ed Bentley, head boys basketball coach of the Eastside Blazers. When we come back, you're listening to the High School Coaches Show, 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. 
Get the latest knife info from the area's premier knife shop. Follow Blademan's on Facebook and Instagram today and get the latest on what's happening at Blademan's Knife Shop at the Shops of Scott Road. Hello, this is Mark, the owner of Blademan's Knife Shop. I'd like to personally invite you out to the store to check out the area's best selection of quality knives. We carry Benchmade, Hogue, Protech, Microtech, Emerson Knives, Zero Tolerance, and many more. We have the best selection of premium knives anywhere within 100 miles of Fort Wayne. So come in and check out our great selection and have a cup of coffee on me. Before you experience the world-class quality in store, see fresh inventory updates and limited-time specials at the Blademan's Facebook page. Some inventory, unique colors and new styles only stay in stock for a day or two. So be in the know and update your knife collection the smart way. Follow Blademan's today. As always, 10% discount for police and military and on-site sharpening service. Join the community of premium blade buffs at Blademan's Facebook and Instagram today. Hey, it's me, your cell phone. We need to talk about something, something serious. I know you love me. I know you like using me wherever you are, but I feel like this isn't working out when you're driving. I know you may think that it's possible to focus both on me and the road, but I just don't feel the same way. I think we should spend time away from each other when you're driving. It's for the best. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Charlie did not die from an overdose. Charlie was poisoned. No other family should go through this. It's just horrific. Go to safe.pharmacy. Use the free tool. Learn if the online pharmacy you're using is safe. Here's more from the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back to the High School Coaches Show. Here for the final time, I'm Justin Kenny. Here till, oh, about 11 more minutes. Here, taking you to 7 o'clock. Uh, tomorrow night here on this very same airwaves, you can hear SAC Boys Basketball to be in the Northrop Bruins, Homestead Spartans. Coverage will begin about 7.30 tomorrow evening. If you were listening last Friday night here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM, you heard a 42-34 victory for the Eastside Blazers over the Central Noble Cougars. And we're going to talk about that and more with the head coach of the Eastside Blazers, Coach Ed Bentley, who joins us right now. Coach, how are you? Good. How you doing? Not bad, Coach. And I, I guess we'll get to Central Noble here in a minute, but you guys have already played another game, and I feel like, uh, you know, following up that emotional Central Noble game, uh, you know, a two-overtime win over Fremont maybe a bit too close for comfort? Yeah. I mean, we, you know, you don't. it's one of them deals where you don't want to really want to talk about it as far as the emotional game afterwards or the trap game or whatever you want to call it. But, um, you know, you have to address it, and we, we, we kind of knew that the gym's packed on Friday night and you turn around on Tuesday and there's, not a whole lot of people there, but, um, you know, you're dealing with 14 to 18-year-olds, and for them to, you know, come down off that uh, that, that, that emotional win and get, get grounded again um, is, is sometimes difficult. And so, uh, you know, in the end, we in the end we got it done. Uh, we, and Fremont's good. Uh, I think I, I really think that Fremont has a chance in, the, in a 1A to uh, do some really deep damage in that, in that tournament. So, um, re really tough matchups, but I was just proud of our guys because we were it was like a 12-round match and or boxing match, and we kept getting punched and um, just kept answering the bell. And I told them before, you know, great teams. If you go look at their records throughout a season, man, they they've got some games that are grinders. And um, so uh, just another another example of how these guys uh, um, band together and and overcome adversity. So it was a good one. 
And coach, at the very least, you saw your team grind out another win, a close win. And we've seen those over the course of the season with you. Heights was close in, in December. You look at that West Noble game on the road, uh, Fairfield in the NECC tournament. Uh, you guys have been able to find ways to get wins. And of course, that Central Noble game as well, an eight-point victory last Friday. So being able to make the plays when you need to to grind out those close wins, that's been impressive. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I was thinking about today, our, our battles are everybody else's battles right now too. So you're, you know, in a regular season, in a non-COVID deal, you're dealing with injuries. But now every team's dealing with injuries and COVID deal. And so we... We've gone about a month and a half now where we've, we haven't played with the full, you know, a full deck of cards to say. So it's kind of shuffling around guys here and there. And, and uh, um, so, you know, to just to, just to stay composed and next, next, uh, or next guy up mentality. And, um, you know, that game against West Nova, we hit a last-second shot. We, we were uh, really playing with six guys and um, had moved one guy up from JV to be the six, the six guys. So, um you know, it's just a. It's when you have the leadership we do and the experience. Um, you know that, that that's just another asset in your uh, in your arsenal. So it's a good deal. You know, coach, it's interesting because you come in to East Side in your first year this season, and this was a 17-win uh, team a year ago. But yeah. stepping in and taking it to another level, and you know, I was talking to the football. Uh, coach Todd Mason I say you know you know Ed's got a unique style and, and you know you got to get used to it or you know it's only for specific you know people or for specific communities he said there's no problem there because we coach our football kids the same way yeah. so the way that the synergy has worked between football and basketball I know you got several football guys on the team as well it's 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 really worked out because I, I see a lot of similarities between head coaches yeah I mean and, and, and that's one of the things that um you know, when 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 I uh, when I left Westview and and uh, you know I, I had everything on the table. I mean, it was either you know, I was thinking about going back to college and coaching college ball again, or um, you know I've got a little bit left of my doctorate degree. I was gonna you know do some different stuff, and and um, Eastside Eastside and I got in contact, and I went down and watched them, and I knew Todd from Coach Mason um, over the years, but um, that that had to have been the next step. Like I you know. I need to go somewhere where where I'm going to be comfortable and and the and the players are are comfortable with that. And whenever you have a, a program like Todd's and Coach Mason's, who's coaching them the season before us, and and they're coaching them hard, and 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 kids kids understand that it's not a it's not a culture shock for them. So and not that we're even we're we're just coaching them. I mean it's just it's high standards and and um, you know I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's just uh, um, it's just it's just kind of what we do there. So it makes my job easier that he does that, and I'm sure I'm sure on the flip side it makes you know his job easier that he knows he's got another coach there that's going to um, you know push the kids to the limit. You know, coach, something that I've gotten used to to seeing on social media, and, and it's a joy, is after every game that locker room, and yeah. it's it doesn't matter if you're beating Central Noble or Eden, Ohio, or Lakewood Park. It's an exciting atmosphere post game in that locker room, and yeah. you know sometimes we get caught up in you know only focusing on the big games or the teams that are winning a lot, but every time you can go out and get a win, and and those kids can play together as a family is is big time, and it's really cool to see kind of some behind the scenes stuff out of your locker room. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm telling you, I've probably gotten a bad rap over the years because I'm an old, I'm an old, you know, Force Recon guy. They, they, <laughs> think, they think I'm this tough dude, and 
people don't see me behind the scenes, you know, trying to build relationships with the kids. And the kids have a part in that, too. But, um, we, you know, we want to have fun. And, and I'm telling you right now, if we were – if we were one in 16, we would have celebrated that one win. And and I, I just think that, you know, for, for, for kids to have four years to play high school basketball, we're going to absolutely push them to the limit and find out what their individual limit is and all that. But, um, by gosh, we're going we're gonna to enjoy it. And, and I've learned that over the years. I mean, I, I guarantee you coming out of this thing in the very beginning of this, maybe the first couple years at Angola, I was, uh, um, you know, a little more high strung than I <laughs> than I seem and and I would uh you know kind of deals where you where you don't you don't celebrate the wins because you're thinking about the next you know the next game instead of just taking a deep breath and saying hey man you're going to um everybody is going to is going to enjoy this so um and it's fun the kids don't know who's coming in there and and uh um you know we had the moms in there a couple games back and um you know we got little kids that come in there we have uh Nan Gerber, whose uh, late husband's, you know, the court's named after, and she was, she had cookies for him, and you know, so it's a, it's a really cool. To, to, honestly, to see those kids' faces, they're, they're sitting in there just waiting, wondering who the next, who the next, uh, the next guest is. So it, it's pretty cool. Coach, much like the uh, the football team, you know, there's not a long history of, of success or at least championships uh, with Eastside basketball. 2017, you shared the NECC title. But uh, that's that's been it for the better part of 30 years. So, uh, uh, you know, with a fair amount of games left in the conference, adding it up, it's five of them. And you're in the midst of four straight, starting with Fremont on Tuesday. You know, what do you need to see out of your guys um, to get the wins in those five opportunities and capture an NECC title? Well, and I don't want to sound all cliche here, but, you know, we, ha- we have to stay hungry. I mean, there can't be a... You know, we can't come and have we can't come into practices and have lackadaisical days. I mean, you got to stay focused. And um, you know, we talk to our team a lot about you know about this time of year. Um, honestly, honest to goodness, uh, teams in the state of Indiana, whether they realize it or not, uh, they're only doing two things: they're either getting better or they're getting worse. And there's no there's no standing still. You're 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 either focused on getting better. Or, or you you don't realize it, but you're focused on getting worse. And so we we just try to, you know, get the kids to understand that 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 right now is the most important moment. So if that's in film session, that's the most important moment. If that's moving ten minutes later on the floor. That's the that's the most important moment. And um, you know, our our our, our job is to make sure that, um, you know. Uh, you know, you're just playing. You're just playing the best you can possibly play when that when that tournament starts. And um, somebody somebody said when we lost to Central Noble in the first one, um, you know, my staff was in the in the room, and I said, guys, they're they're not they're not crowning sectional, regional, semi-state, state championships tonight. So, you know, we just got to make sure we're, we're we're focused on the kids and getting them to um, getting them to understand that because kid, kids are young and they. They might be jumping ahead to the tournament instead of worrying about, you know, what's coming up. So, you know, our deal now is to make sure that, um, you know, we wake up tomorrow morning and we call them championship days and you're doing everything championship mentality. Of don't run in the hallways, but you're going to be first to class. Don't, don't uh, if you're in the lunch line, you're going you're, you're gonna to be in first in line so that you're just, you know, you're, you're competing all day. So um, tomorrow, tomorrow's going to be a good one too. So we're looking forward to it. Definitely. Eastside Blazers will host Westview as the uh, Warriors under coach Rob Yoder come in 
tomorrow night in Butler. Coach, I appreciate the time. Thanks a lot. Congratulations on the start. But I know you, have, if anyone, is never satisfied. So uh, good luck going forward. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks, Coach. All right. That was Ed Bentley, head coach of the Eastside Blazers, here to wrap up the high school coaches show. And it was a busy one. Thanks to Coach Bentley for joining us and uh, coming on board and talking some high school basketball with us. Also, thanks to Bob Lapidot, Garrett, head coach, girls' side, 22-1. and one. Thanks a lot for Coach coming on. Bryce Vance, KPC Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.